0: Bread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast.
1: Yes, I hope you've got that Friday feeling. Uh, If you do, then uh, good luck. Who knows what's going to be happening for the weekend. Oh, I know. None other than Mr Matt O'Kine. Because today, Matt's going to be getting out his crystal ball and predicting your future.
2: Okay. I know that you you're not necessarily on board with this, Dyson. But I'm going to tell you something. What do you mean you I'm not on board?
1: Look at the, Listen to this music.
2: I'm going to tell you something.
1: That tells right? you I am on board.
2: I am not joking. I'm going to tell you something. Last night I was thinking. I was trying to open my mind to the universe, trying to prepare myself for today, just like Julie, our medium yesterday, suggested I do. Okay. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm wondering who am I going to be talking to today? Who am I going to be talking to today? Yep. All right. Suddenly I get an image. And, I, and I, I'm not joking, you're gonna think I'm lying here. I get an image, someone looking kind of emo-ish, long black fringe, right? And I go, oh, that's strange. I wonder who that could be. And in my head I'm thinking, oh, who is it? Who is it? And then a name, Alex, pops into my head. And I think, I think oh, did Alex Dyson go through an emo phase? Right? I, I wasn't sure, but I was just listening. Anyway, we come in here this morning, chatting about what's happening. And you know what day it is? You you mentioned what day it is. I told
1: you, it's World Golf Day today. I
2: know! <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. And then you showed me a photo of someone who went through a whole goth phase. It's a ridiculous photo, and I can't tell you how much this person looks like the person in my head. Right. I'm not Matt joking. He is
1: very, very excited that his powers are starting to come to the fore. ever think- since he predicted um, Sylvia Jeffrey's baby at the Logies. He's brought in a book. What's that book you've got? I've got Dictionary of Dreams. Julie said, bring in a book that you connect with. All
2: right, I've got Dictionary of Dreams on hand. I'm ready to do All this. Right. I will be reading. Oh, he's predicting. Well,
1: Mark this day in your calendar, Friday the 22nd of May 2020, because we're going to be meeting some people later on. Matt is going to talk to them, predict their future, and on the final podcast of the year, we're going to see if his predictions come true. So that is coming up later. Or if you're listening to this and it's the end of 2020, skip ahead, (laughs) go to the next episode and uh, find out if the predictions are correct, okay? You can even stop this now and save this app for the end of the year. I don't mind that. Put it in the safe. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be chatting to Tom Tilly, someone else who we used to work with at Triple J. It has now got a pretty sweet podcast. And as you mentioned, Matt, we are very excited for World Goth Day. It is today. Yeah. We're going to be getting into that in a moment. It's your boys, Matt and Alex, with some all-day breakfast. Order up! Just how you like it. It's perfect. Yes, Matt, it is that time of year once again. World Goth Day. Thank you very much to you if you are a goth and are listening. And if you're, if you're not, don't text us in and go, oh, when's World Emo Day? Okay, each day you can celebrate individually. It doesn't matter. Always this time of year, Matt, we get the uh, the emo's texting and trying to take away from the day. But it is very special for the goths. Uh, yourself, growing up, Brisbane, what was the goth scene like there?
2: I don't want to generalise anything, but I don't know that many black goths. <laughs> I mean, just that's as simple as that. I literally do not know. I'm not saying well, that there are none. I just, I'm just, i just saying in Brisbane, Queensland, in the m- late 90s, early 2000s, I
1: can count all the goths on zero hands. <laughs> Fair. All right. Fair call, my friend. Um, uh, wh- wh- why do you think that is? Why do you think that phenomenon is... I you know because I goths famously wear black.
2: I know. That's the thing. I I mean, maybe if there are dark goths, they just don't need to dress up as much. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's kind of it's BYO black. <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, I'm I'm half African yeah. if you this is the first time you listen to it, you're like, Man, this guy's really talking about
1: black people a lot or
2: I am black.
1: He is pushing it. It is interesting when people um find that out because I remember across three years on Triple J, people would still towards the end of the uh the thing find that out.
2: Yeah, he'd um, post something on Instagram, and someone just writes yeah. in capitals, Is Matt Black? <laughs> 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 question
1: mark, question mark, question mark. And of course, they were asking whether he's a goth, which is what we're talking <laughs> about here. Um, To celebrate, we do have a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of music. And if you're sitting there thinking, um, wait a minute, that's not goth music. Congratulations, you're a goth. Uh, and you should be celebrating today because <laughs> it is a momentous day. I know, growing up in Warrnambool, we definitely had more goths than I think you would have had in sunny Queensland. You know, the cold, colder climes, um, and even in Did, musical. Did you ever win? No, I never went through. It. I never I had got a, a
2: fringe for it, man. You got that fringe is begging for gothness. I
1: tell you what, a few of these goths are very jealous of my straight hair that could <laughs> really get down on the. Fr- I didn't, didn't cut probably- my fringe longer than the rest of my hair until I was about 22.
2: Well, that's probably another reason why um, the, you know, there's not many African goths just because of the hair, like the hair. Do you know how long you'd have to straighten it for just to get that quality fringe?
1: Very time-consuming. But um, we did want to make officially uh, let you celebrate, get in touch with your goth friends, give them a little happy World Goth Day. We appreciate that. And uh, we've been taking a little book at the rundown for... World Goth Day and uh, it looks like a pretty packed calendar today Matt for the activities that uh, the Goths are putting together to celebrate. Um, For those of you who aren't involved, uh, here's a little bit of the rundown as to what we've we've got on the cards. 9am of course it's the Goth Lamington Fair it's going to be judged by Tim Burton and Helena Botham Carter Uh, and in the Lamingtons of course they're using, instead of desiccated coconut desecrated coconut, and instead of jam they're using blood
2: yeah, at 9.30, uh, we're all going to be dyeing our hair black with our minds because nothing is as dark as our thoughts right now.
1: 10, we've got the Sitting on Flinders Street Station Steps competition. Um, there are going to be some, you know, some medical people in attendance in case that does get a little bit competitive and go awry from the St John of Satan Hospital as well. So thanks to the volunteers from St John of Satan for coming along.
2: Yeah, in uh, at 11am in science class, we'll be sterilising all of our piercings um, in blood. I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, we'll be doing it.
1: Uh, later on at 12, Black Veil Brides performing their seminal album, You'll Never Understand Me, Dad, in full.
2: Uh, at 1pm, we'll have a debate about who's less understood,
1: the Joker or Edward Scissorhands. 2pm, Poetry Workshop, make your way to the local cemetery for that one.
2: Uh, 3 p.m. is a big, big class to prepare for what it feels like wearing a full-body leather trench coat at a summer
1: music festival. At four, we do have the raffle. Our first prize is the hair straightener, and second prize is the knowledge that hell is not an underground inferno, but instead the vapid consumerist society that we all walk through like zombies every day, trying to please people that will never understand us.
2: And 5 p.m. to round out the day, uh, a rib removal workshop with Dr. Veilface. Uh, she's gonna be teaching you how to remove that uh, pesky last rib of yours and uh, and complete the eternal bow of darkness. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A
0: seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, well, I feel a barge.
1: Now, I'm at Friday's show, three weeks in to all-day breakfast. It's been so much fun. Thanks for all the good vibes. Thank you for all the messages. we got a lot of correspondence, whether it's our talkback topics, people chatting on our Discord, the link for which is in the Matt and Alex Instagram, uh, but also people just getting in touch with no reason at all, just, just little suggestions and, hey, how's it going, and, and also some feedback for the first three weeks because whilst it's been overwhelmingly positives, you know, five stars coming through on that, podcast app. That's great. But there's been a couple of constructive criticisms that we've noticed have coming from multiple sources, Matt.
2: Yeah. And when there's smoke, there's fire, Alex Dyson. <laughs> so we thought we'd, uh, we'd get the hydrants out and uh, just wanting to, to figure out what's going on here because I saw the same sentiment in a few different messages. All right. So check this out. At Jitsio says, hey, boys, could you possibly consider deleting the interlude thing of someone chewing their cereal? I have a serious intolerance and always forget to turn it back up, and it's becoming an issue. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Rachel says, enjoying your podcast, but the cereal chomping intermission, please just don't. Even the coffee slurping is hard to deal with.
1: So. And also, Lise from Perth, you were were a texture as well. What do you reckon?
3: Oh, it's awful. It makes me want to stab myself.
1: Now, just. (laughs) Well, please
2: don't do that, (laughs) okay?
1: It's a bit extreme. Now, just to be clear, the audio that you're talking about is this.
2: Oh. All day breakfast. Oh, no, I get that. I That's get that. It's a bit wet, isn't it?
3: <laughs> it's the crunch. It's Not the wet, it's the crunch.
2: Oh, the wet gets me. At least the wet gets me. It feels so sloppy, like big, 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 hard special Ks. Oh, that's disgusting.
1: Can you try and sort of articulate the the visceral reactions that go in your body when you hear a sound like that, Lise?
2: I kind of feel
3: like just a bit, yeah, just angry, just pure anger. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I feel it with, whenever I hear it in anyone, sometimes I have to get up and walk away or I verbally say, shut the hell up.
1: (laughs) Out loud while you're listening to all day breakfast. Oh man.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is this is this just a cereal issue or is it chewing all anything?
3: Thing. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So
2: all sorts of chewing. Yeah, it shouldn't be a thing. It should be a sloppy world, I
3: feel.
2: So yeah, the, we rest, the rest the <laughs> rest eat like pelicans. <laughs> just put yes. everything in our gullet and swallow it all, I guess.
1: <laughs> so just to be sure, that's the only one you've got an issue with so far. Otherwise, podcast going well.
2: Otherwise, it's perfect, guys. Well done.
1: All right. Well, that's oh, very thank kind of you. you. Look, we've we've passed it on. We're going to delete that from the system. There will be no more chewing. Okay. You'll okay. be happy to know.
3: Well done. Thanks, guys.
1: All right, no worries. You see, we 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 can take feedback here at all day breakfast, Matt O'Kine, which is good. But it did lead us to think, you know, we don't we want to make sure there are no sounds popping up that people hate too much. And hopefully an abundance of sounds that people like, you know, that's that's, what you want on a podcast.
2: That's the thing, but it's really difficult to make sure you've only got sounds that people love. I hit up everyone on our Instagram at matt.and.alex. Okay. And asked, Hey, when, what's the sound that you hate slash, you know, or even one that you love, just something weird. Right. So a lot of people not liking the sound of people brushing their teeth. Okay. Uh, right. Do okay. not like that
1: So uh, they wouldn't have liked to sit next to me at my desk When I brushed my teeth at my desk
2: No, you know what, I think most people wouldn't like you Have sat next to you doing that uh, Fork scratching over plates, that's a very common
1: one yeah. There's some interesting ones that popped up though Yeah, Casey said The ferry creaking at the end of the dark night It's creepy as heck And I love it So Ooh. maybe we need a bit more ferry creaking
2: <laughs> um, At Georgia X and at Rickenda M Said they hate Liquid pouring into a cup.
1: Now, how could you hate that? That's just, that's so refreshing, don't you think?
2: I feel refreshed already. My mouth's watering just thinking about it.
1: Um, Uh, Asha says, love the pop of a fresh salsa jar lid. Now, that works for olives, works for anything (laughs) with that uh, little freshness seal.
2: Oh yeah and I, I like. Good about that I like
1: when you're pressing them down on a takeaway coffee cup as well you just poke them yes, in once the that's good I mean we're getting out of the sound <laughs> territory here but that feeling um, gotta love it At Kristen Zander
2: says the sound of the plastic two litre milk carton scraping against the shelf in
1: the fridge <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me alright we, we couldn't find a sound for that one so don't worry about it <laughs> but we do have uh, Jack from Melbourne which sound do you hate Jack? I hate the sound of icy pole wrappers and like my- not the not the sort of plastic Zupa duper ones or the paper ones you find on like home brand ones, but that sort of in between plasticky paper that's really squeaky. You mean something like this? <laughs> what did you reckon?
3: I don't know what that was. Is that one of you guys squeaking?
1: That's actually, I found an old coz lettuce in the vegetable drawer. That's, 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 it's in some some plastic. It's a very similar sound, I think. There was no, there was no icy paws in the fridge. I've eaten them all. But, um, so that, that was okay though. So that's fine.
4: Yeah, that passed the test. Um, yeah, just
1: please don't get any streets ones on the, on the line for me. So wait, when you were a kid, and you like you went past the ice, you went on ice. What a bubble-o bill, mate! You were like, nah, hate the sound. <laughs> nah, well, see, I've got a theory that it's only like a new thing. Like I reckon it's only come out in the last five years or so. so.
2: Well, that's because know. as you get older, your happiness and joy just leaks out of you, and that's what that's what that is. That, <laughs> that's, yeah, I then am. Then 25 am years into your marriage, your
1: partner's there, <laughs> opening the fridge, just trying to enjoy some dessert, and you're like, I'm over it, Karen. We're gone. Okay. No. Nah. <laughs>
0: I've always been a bit of an Ebenezer Scrooge.
2: (laughs)
1: Uh, I want to divorce her the way she opens the uh, icy pole drawers. All right. Thank (laughs) you very much, Jack. Jack. Appreciate that one. And uh, just to finish things off, we have a caller that has absolutely nothing to do with any of this.
2: (laughs) But it really struck out to me. Hannah, how are
5: you? I'm good, thanks.
2: Now, um, I I asked the question, what sound do you hate? And uh, you replied with something a little bit different.
5: Yeah, look, it's not a noise, but it's something that bothers me to the depth of my soul, and it's when I overthink a bird on a power line and how tightly they must have their little bird hands wound up to be able to hold on and stand up straight. It just gives me the willies. <laughs>
1: so, do you, do you have, have these thoughts out in public, and are there any sort of physical manifestations of the uh, the disgust you feel when thinking about bird
5: hands gripping Look, if I don't think too hard, it's probably just, like, a slight shudder. But if I actually clench my own hands as though I was a bird on a power line, it gets a lot worse. Okay, Hang
1: on. Uh, Is it only for power lines and not for, like, tree branches?
5: No, like, a hardy branch is fine. And that seems, like, physically possible to me, that they could wrap their hand around a branch and be fine. But if you if you just humor me and like make a little fist just as hard as you can and
1: yep, does that I'm not gross
5: it. you out a little bit?
1: Um <laughs> I just
5: I feel like I'm closing my hands, Hannah. Okay, well it's just me.
1: Has <laughs> it so I've got something to do with the electricity that goes yeah, through the wires as well?
5: No, no, not a factor.
2: <laughs> have, have you Have you sort of talked about this? Don't be stupid.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I've shared it with a few people and um, the only kind of response I ever got was someone who could somewhat identify with it was less about the subject and more about the feeling. And for her, it was thinking about um, a weed growing through a crack in pavement.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, look, you've just opened up a whole new
1: can of worms here. It's a (laughs) talkback human centipede. We're moving (laughs) from what sounds do you hate... To what do you hate thinking about that's slightly different than most people's thoughts?
2: Very specific
1: <laughs> thoughts that gross you out. All right. Oh, actually, I saw a meme the other day that I can't, I really have to stop myself from thinking about. Is
2: it one of those ones where the things look like they've got lots of eyes on them? No, I don't me. even
1: want to say it because the more I say it, <laughs> the more I think about it, and I don't want to gross people out listening as well. Oh. I'm a I'm in a all right, we're gonna have a think about it and I'll maybe at the end of the podcast I'll come up with the courage to talk about it. But then I don't want to send you into your weekend thinking about this thing. Okay. No, sorry, well, anyway. Worry, but
2: we'll figure it out after this. Okay. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much for letting us know. Uh, we wish all the birds on all the power lines all the best. Uh, keep <laughs> <Yeah>, punching. <great. laughs> no, we'll see you Not next in time. My <laughs> <house. Yeah. laughs> Thanks, Hannah.
5: Cheers.
1: Welcome back to Matt and Alex's All Day Breakfast. Uh, Matt and I just recorded a little section of me telling him uh, the meme that I saw and he said, no, that's too gross. Let's not air it. So apologies that you'll never find out what it is that was making me physically cringe. Uh, It wasn't a weed growing up through cement.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, thanks to Alex Dyson for now um, imparting that image into me, which I now get to take to the weekend and I can't even talk about it with you because it's It's not right.
1: And as much as you hate us for beating around the bush, and I know how infuriating it would be, just know that your boys, Matt and Alex, have got your back. All right. Now let's get on with the podcast. All Day Breakfast. Now, Matt, it's time here on All Day Breakfast to chat to someone who has a lot in common with us, started their radio careers at Triple J, and have recently moved into the world of podcasting. It's our pleasure to introduce host of the briefing. It's Mr. Tom Tilly. Hello, Tom.
4: Hello, boys. Here we are, all together in the world of podcasting.
2: I can't believe it. I thought you'd be taking a bit more of a break. You're only wrapped up (laughs) just a few months ago. Well, well, you know, shouldn't you be going on a gap year around the world or something? Oh
4: yeah, go and dislocate my elbow in like six (laughs) different continents or something like that. No, I don't think. Three, mate. (laughs) Come on, only three.
1: I'm an adult. I keep working. <laughs> that's it. You've been working on the project a bit recently as well. Um, of course, you're playing bass with Professor Groove and the Booty Affair. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of uh, lot of strings to Mr. Tilly's bow, uh, but we better get into uh, the thing that's very hot at the moment, which I've been listening to every day. It is really awesome. This podcast, The Briefing, how are you enjoying uh, getting stuck into the news at the opposite end of the day than you used to?
4: Yes, the tables have turned, haven't they? Um, Now it's me getting up at 4am. So um, I'm not really enjoying the 4am starts too much, but the show is awesome. And, you know, one of the best things about it is it's just, it's not just me anymore. That was the main problem with Hack, that it was just
1: me. (laughs) As and I tell you what, the reviews said so as well. I mean, <laughs> you just one peek at social media, but no, it's, it works really well. I think you and Jan Fran, Annika Smithers as well, uh, you've done really well, dude. Yeah, the co-hosts are fantastic. So
4: um, Annika Smithers, Jan Fran, and also Jamila Rizvi, um, they rotate on different days. So they jump into the studio with different stories. Um, the first half of the show, we chat through the big um, headlines of the day. Um, So that's fresh, up-to-the-minute news. Uh, And then in the second half of the show, we go deep on a bigger topic. So the last two days, we've done the 5G coronavirus conspiracies, which has really been blowing up online, as you expect. It's just such a a fascinating situation. I feel like there's this, we're at this strange point in history where um, science and the the nuanced, um, contested ways that science works is sort of up against the internet. Where you can just find these simple, sensationalist answers that somehow answer our fears or you know deal with those kind of uncertainties that exist in life, like the coronavirus.
2: So, doing these uh, these reports on the 5G conspiracy, have you learned anything that has surprised you?
4: Well, I've learned a bit more about um, the the safety around 5G and what the risks really are. These radio waves are very similar to the radio waves that have come out of so many other devices, including 4G and 3G phones. <laughs> um, and,
1: yeah, and, it's sort of like the Matrix trilogy where the third movie or something just absolutely panned. The other ones are yeah, not too bad.
4: But then we've learned more about the actual phenomenon of these conspiracy theories and why they're getting so much traction in this Era of mistrust in, in institutions um, and information overload.
2: There was a lot of five G talk. I've got plenty of friends that live in the uh, Byron hinterland who <laughs> were already talking five G before. Adam? And not, I I
5: honestly, mates?
2: I am not detracting from you know their beliefs, etc. Okay. Why not? But but when did the link that five G and coronavirus were yeah, in cahoots. I mean, I understand you don't like five G. <laughs> I understand you think Bill Gates is behind coronavirus. But I mean, this is not the mashup that I think the world is expecting.
4: Yeah, um, it it started pretty early on. There was like one mm. particular article that started getting traction, and and soon after that, people were burning down five G towers. Oh man!
2: <laughs> Wait, you think a burning tower would do more damage to your body? <laughs> Well, it'll
1: certainly heat up the body a bit more. That's the main risk. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a uh, of a bigger crossover. Maybe watch The Throne, Jay Z and Kanye, 5G and yeah. Corona. It is uh, one of the big Marvel albums West of 2020, uh, which is huge, man. Other big news today as well. Uh, it is uh, World Goth Day. Does Mister Tom mm. Tilly have some history on the dark side?
4: <laughs> Imagine like if you thought of all the attributes of a goth, and then just walked your way. Right up to the other end of the spectrum. That's where you find me. (laughs) Like this blonde, white, optimistic, outgoing.
1: Yeah. If if you've ever seen Tom Tilly at a party, uh, bopping around with a colorful Hawaiian lay with no shirt on, having (laughs) to dance to some funk, you're not, you're not, um, goth isn't immediately popping to mind for me.
2: No, quite the opposite. Yeah, less um, facial piercings, more Prince Alberts, I reckon. But um, oh, hang anyway. On. Hang on a <laughs>
1: no, I know, am I'm very glad I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume it's a, Matt is a royal watcher and is uh, giving us some advice Is that what it is? <laughs> of oh, the it.
2: Is it like, the royal Albert? Is it the royal Albert, the prince well, Albert? The... What, when, you,
4: when you said that, I'm imagining some sort of, Foreskin piercing.
2: (laughs) No, that that is exactly what it is. I'm glad that I was in the ballpark at least. (laughs) Oh,
1: the ballpark. The ball playground. Uh, Anyway, we're in a studio again
2: and look what happens. Okay, the 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 good thing is, it is the Prince
1: Albert. The (laughs) the good thing is, now that we're in the world of podcasting, we could chop all this out. No one has to hear this absolute filth. Uh, Finally, Tom, before we let you go, we better get your thoughts as well. Some good news regarding the upcoming ski season. You are a snow bunny yourself. Can you? talk us through exactly how you're feeling about potentially hitting the slopes this year.
4: Well, I'm I'm very excited, but the thing is about that, I'm always excited about it, so that doesn't (laughs) say much at all. But, um, yeah, I've been um, sort of hanging out for the news on how it may or may not go ahead um, during the pandemic. And yesterday, the Deputy Premier of New South Wales, when they announced that travel restrictions will be eased at the start of June, they said they were also working with the ski resorts and some kind of ski season will go ahead. So that's good news. Um, they're just working out what that is. It won't be open by the June long weekend. So it's going to happen sometime later than normal. Um, and they're going to have to do it in a in a different way. I, I think they're looking at ways to um, certainly not have my huge, enormous après ski parties happening. It would be an absolute <laughs> yeah. COVID-19 hotspot. And Alex Dyson, you've you, DJed at one of those last year, so you know very well how... Got very how
1: ferocious Marcus. in the pit there.
2: Um, yes, There'll huge restrictions and changes, though, like lifts. You know, you'll yeah. have to probably go
1: up lifts by
2: yourself. No more hanging out with hot chocolates afterwards in the cafes, <laughs> surely.
4: Yeah, the um, jacuzzi scene will be sort of right off the boil. <laughs> so oh, I love
2: the jacuzzi scene. Damn it! <laughs> uh, I think
4: they're working out ways to have less skis on the mountain all those reasons. So, yeah, it's not just the bars and parties and jacuzzis and saunas and masses. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. I oh, no. <laughs> love it, mate. No wonder you're
2: there well, every Well, this is year. actually
1: this is playing right into your hands, Tilly, because your biggest gripe with it is uh, all the noobs getting in your way as you fly down the big black runs. So looking forward to, uh, yeah, seeing a few videos from you and also listening to the briefing after you've finished your uh, your morning Matt and Malix. You can uh, download a bit of your Tom Tilly and get your fix of the, the real headlines.
4: Great to chat to you guys and um, congrats on the new podcast. I, I, don't, I don't know how, but after a bit of a break, you've actually gotten funnier. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, maybe a miracle, morning, Tom. Maybe... A day, I know those early mornings are really hurting you, particularly you, Matt,
2: over time. <laughs> Dyson was fairly consistent. You were pretty grumpy. It's amazing <laughs> how I your jokes can
1: get a lot better when you're not lying prone on your back speaking into a microphone. <laughs> Do you know Tom?
2: what I attribute to the change to getting funnier, Tom? It's 5G. <laughs> That's what it is it does funny animals. things to your body, does funny things to your brain. Thanks very much, Tom. Love you boys see ya. you mate I smell toast
1: All day breakfast. With a cup of tea, with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Now, Matt, it was about 5:30 this morning that I was awoken by a sound of a rumbling truck down my street. Uh, the garbage truck had came, and I ran out of the house, in my jacket, out in the rain, and put my bins out. What I needed was someone who we were searching for on Monday to influence my decision to get my garbage bins on the street. I didn't see any bins out. I forgot about bin night. And I was left the fool in bare feet in puddles, wheeling a bin to the front of my house.
2: Did they get So they didn't get it? We got it.
1: We got it in time. Oh, you did get it? I was it. quick. Yay. I was quick, mate. The old waking up early breakfast radio uh, prepared me for running after the bin men. So uh, that was good stuff. But we did talk to Bron, our producer, earlier in the week of her dad being a very, very influential bin putter outer.
2: Yeah, because uh, you know, in these times, everyone's staying at home. You can very easy to lose track of time and date, and so uh, Bron's dad put his bins out on what's turned out to be the wrong
1: day. Well, that but that didn't stop everyone following suit, like lemmings off a recycling cliff. The bins started going out, so we thought that this could be Australia's new favourite game: see how many people you can influence. To put their bins out on the incorrect nights. Uh we've got a bit of a score check now from Toowoomba. Georgie is with us. G'day, Georgie.
0: G'day, how are
1: you? Not too bad. Well,
2: thank you. Uh Georgie Toowoomba, a big fan of uh big fan of uh, Toowoomba. It's up there at Christmas time. Beautiful place.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. No, not too far from Brizzy.
2: No, no, in the no, hour and a half drive up the uh, highway. But anyways, that's a
1: bloody steep hill if no one's ever done it before.
0: Isn't that hill steep? really steep makes you push the car a fair bit
2: (laughs) yeah i hear you georgie but we're not here to talk about hills we're here to talk about bins (laughs) yes Um, we are so you noticed something on your street was it you that put a bin out and influenced the rest of the community or what
0: it sadly wasn't i came home yesterday and all along the left-hand side of my street every single person had their bin out on a wednesday and our bin day is on a friday
1: Whoa, that is bold <laughs> bin influencing going two nights off the actual yeah. official bin nights. Maybe that little curveball was the uh, the one that's needed. What was the score?
5: Uh, I think about 10 or so.
1: Got wow. 10 bins. That's a, so, that's a huge, that's a century in the bin influencing world. So you don't know,
2: but it wasn't you, it was someone else.
0: No, it wasn't me. I did. Drive down the street and think, oh, I've got to put my bin out. And then I got into my driveway and realized, no, it's Wednesday. I don't need to.
1: So you were almost binfluenced.
0: <laughs> I was.
2: Okay.
1: Well, lucky you listened to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And so you know of this phenomenon and other people were just yes. trying to get points. Because, of course, we know in this game, playing defense means keeping your bins in. Playing offense is putting your bins out when it comes to binfluencing, which is very important.
0: That's exactly it. No, I wasn't going to be influenced. I kept my bins in and I will put them out later this evening.
2: Good work. Interesting to see what happens next week, whether this was a mistake or whether they are trying to lead the pack in the Binfluence game.
1: Become the Kendall Georgie. Jenner of uh, of binfluencers, and potentially put in their own Binfire Festival uh, by, by convincing an entire <laughs> city to uh, to put their bins out <laughs> early. All right, Georgie, thank you very much for calling us.
0: No worries,
1: guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All the it. best. Bye. Pack her up, boys. <laughs> oh, thank you. She's called it. Thanks.
5: Bye.
1: <laughs> Which brings us to crunch time on a Friday pod. You have been waiting for one thing, and that is if we discover whether Matt O'Kine, uh TV actor, writer, comedian, author, schnitzel crumb, whether he can add a fully-fledged psychic medium future predictor to his resume. Um, we heard the story yesterday. We've been following it all week. He predicted Sylvia Jeffries from, from Channel 9's baby in a dream. And now we're just going to see whether he's going to sit around being an amateur you know, fiddler in his bedroom with his dreams or whether he's going to hit the big leagues because we have a couple of callers here who are ready for a Matt O'Kine reading. And you might be listening to this thinking that this is some sort of Matt and Alex big old gag and I am looking at Matt on the screen right now and I cannot emphasize to you enough how seriously he's taking this.
2: Hey, hey, what I'm trying to do... I mean this. What I'm trying to do is listen to first my body. How will I be able to listen to to the future if I can't listen to my bo- own body? I'm just trying to follow my impulses. that physically, I'm wanting to make. Well, you are getting a bit older. What sort do, of noises do, your body are you making these days? That I feel <laughs> in the inspiration. Ooh. So I'm just, I'm just literally doing anything that I might want to do. Just all right because self,
1: to get to your subconscious you need to get rid of your self-consciousness don't you <sighs> yes, and yes. Uh, that's why all sorts of uh, sounds are coming out and I tell you what it doesn't sound doesn't sound too believable for you right now but hey I'm just a skeptic what would I know all right I'm, 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 I'm being
2: very serious about this. Julie uh, the medium from yesterday said tomorrow you know uh, get yourself a book bring in a book. Where if you're feeling a little bit lost, reach for the book. What what, what does what does fate dictate? Um, what does the spiritual world dictate? If you reach for the book, you can you can you refer to it. Now, as soon as she said that, Alex Dyson, as soon as she said it, I said, "I'm going to get Dictionary of Dreams." I knew it. I, I I wake up, I look at that book every morning. It's in a big pile next to a, a bookshelf, right? And so I thought, okay, that's the book I'm going to bring in, and here it is.
1: All right, well, he's got it right there. A little offended Did You he didn't have choose dream? my book. Did you have a dream last night, Daiso? Uh, no, I, d- I had a terrible sleep last night. I had it a dream very about restless. a crab. Crab on a cross. What does that mean?
2: I, d- I don't know. Let's have a quick look. Hey? Is that your
1: job? Anyway, whilst you're looking through the Dictionary of Dreams, I'm going to chat to Gemma from the Central Coast. Hey, Gemma.
3: Hi, how are you?
1: Look, I'm pretty excited for this. Uh, The only downside to the big event that is about to take place is we will not know the results until December 2020. So I think first and (laughs) foremost, you better uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I want some vital statistics. Age, profession, marital status.
3: Awesome. Okay. Age, 26, married, with child, or have a one-year-old, and um, graphic designer.
1: Okay, now, Matt, that's all you're getting to work with, with Gemma here. You can ask a few questions of yourself, but Gemma, you are allowed to give away as much or as little as you want. It's your reading, okay, so you can treat it how you please. Um, Firstly, before we get into that, though, how spiritual a person are you?
3: Look, I believe, I think it's cool, like I'm into astrology, into the tarot, Seen a ghost in my time. So. Oh, yeah. now we're whoa, whoa, talking. Whoa.
2: Where did you see the ghost?
3: Uh, my family and I read a blooded um, house and heard a few creaks and stuff. And my grandma and I decided to have a little look. I was a kid. And um, saw a little shadow. And we ended up reading the guest book to see if, because back then there was no reviews, every single comment was that this house was haunted. so.
1: Mm. Wait, so it wasn't a haunted house at like, you know, the Gosford show or something because they're, their employees of the.
3: No, of we the didn't house. know it was haunted. It had a church in it and a graveyard at the Ooh. back, and we were just thought, "Well, down at the beach having the best all the time." But no.
1: Ooh, okay. So a ghost has been seen in the past, Madocine. Uh, yep. Do we have a star sign for you at all, there, Gemma?
3: Yeah, Cancer.
1: You okay. had a dream about a crab, Matt.
2: <laughs> hey, oh.
1: hey, I gotta say, I'm
2: serious. And, and hey God, connections. Crab was, hey, wait. And the crab was on the cross. That's the dream I had. And she, and Gemma was just talking about being in an old church that was haunted.
1: Oh my God. Okay.
2: Okay. This is, going now, this is early
1: days, but this does not mean that Matt can predict the future. So Matt O'Kane, I will uh, I will give you the floor. Uh, please do your reading.
2: Okay, Gemma. Um, as you were talking, I pictured uh, as you drive into Newcastle. On the right, uh, there's sort of like a hill that you can look out over the ocean. I, I don't know why that came to my mind, um, but I, I get the sense that maybe there is uh, a house on, on a sort of on a hill. It's a post-war house um, that can see the ocean. And um, that's, 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 that's in my mind. Do you have any friends that live in that part of town or, or do you live in that part of town?
3: I do come from up that way, so there have been a few houses. But the house where we did the holidaying was over an ocean, a bit up the coast
2: from Newcastle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, but you're you're from Newcastle now.
3: I live in the coast, but central coast. But I'm from Nelson Bay, so Newcastle area.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So central Uh, coast. All right. All right. uh. (laughs) I for some reason I'm. Th- yep, here's on. the thing. I see Newcastle. I heard Newcastle. I don't know whether I misheard something. <laughs> I'm hearing Newcastle. I uh, no no listen Gemma. I'm hearing Newcastle. I'm seeing water. Um. I. Well, water I am... on the
1: central coast? Are you mad?
2: <laughs> Dyson, Dyson, please. Sorry, I respect hey, my gift.
3: I am looking to buy up that way. You might be vibing here, like we're. <gasps> Thank for you. You were looking to. Route?
2: Yes, Your castle's that, a middle
3: ground for
2: us. Okay, so you're Are looking, you looking to buy, to buy up the next there. six months. I am, I am seeing, I'm nice, seeing, I'm seeing a post-war house. Um, it is sort of built '50s, '60s, weatherboard paneling. Um, it's it's on a hill. It's sort of that's our It's, style. it's not oh. that close to the water, but you can see the ocean. That's the appeal that you'll be getting. Um, you will. You will it's not you won't be able to see the city. You'll just be able to see the ocean. All right, let's move um, on to
1: graphic design. Can we get to the next section? Okay. That's a lot about this well, house on the wall. You water.
2: won't you won't be I'm not seeing anything in graphic design for you right now. That is not to say that you will stop being a graphic designer. I'm just saying that for whatever reason, I feel like you may be pausing for graphic design. I don't know whether that may be because there is going to be another child in the future, whether you'll be taking some time off for that reason, but I'm not picking up anything um, in graphic design at this stage. So, uh, How's business at the moment, Gemma? The
1: business I work for, despite everything,
2: is going really well, so we're
3: very fortunate.
2: No, that's the thing. And my partner's a graphic designer and everything's going well as well for them. That's why mm. I'm surprised that uh, things are... That you're you going to get that... fired
1: in December. <laughs> um. <Yes.
2: laughs> I think, <laughs> look, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? At the end of the year, maybe there is another child on the cards. You've taken a break from work. You're going to be living in a house that's right. sort of on the top... Top part of a hill that's overlooking water that's somewhere in the Newcastle area. It'll be a new house, but it'll feel very lovely. Oh, in that is a very big call. It'll, it'll feel like, like, a, like dream. A, a big call for you, Gemma. Place. So there we go. Matt O'Kyne, a reading,
1: uh, officially his first reading. So uh, enjoy that. Take from it what you will. And we're going to hang on to your number and get back to you uh, on our last show of the year. Are you ready for a call then? Yeah. All right, great. Well, thank <laughs> Let's you. Hope true. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. I predict that we will call Gemma again. Now, Matt, how's that? How did that first one feel? You happy with that? Oh, nerve wracking. But
2: I, I'm, I'm listening. You know, I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the world. I'm listening to the, to the future. I'm listening to the universe. Now, we can't just listening. do it for
1: one person. That would be no. unfair because that's no. hinging everything on a single one. We, we no. need a, we need a contingency. Uh, so we're going to do two readings today. At uh, the second reading, we'd like to welcome. Steph from Sydney. Hello, Steph.
0: Hey, boys. How are we going?
1: Look, well, pretty good, Steph. I'm a lot more, uh, a lot more comfortable than Matt here because the pressure is on. He's been talking himself up all re- week that well, uh, he Tyson, is psychic. Dyson, there is no
2: pressure. Do you feel pressure when you have to listen to a new song? Because I'm basically just listening to the song of the universe right now. <laughs> That's all I am listening to, and I'm not worried at
1: all. All right, Steph, vital statistics, age, marital status, profession.
0: I'm at that weird, awkward point of, you know, I'm turning 30 next year. Do I go career-wise? Do I go family-wise? Do I go marriage-wise? Like, oh, Psychic One, help me.
1: Okay, this is prepared. Okay, there's no railroads for you to work with here, Matt. We've run out of track. We have a full paddock ahead. What do you say – Sensei,
2: Okay, I am picturing uh, a kind of old Art Deco-ish style apartment building in uh, the Rushcutters Bay area, but there are glimpses, I'm feeling glimpses, of Sydney uh, Center Point Tower. Um, for some reason, I am getting drawn to the western suburbs, though, a little bit. Um, not too far out, but I'm thinking maybe... <laughs> Yes, your, yes, oh, Auburn is sort of where I'm, is where I'm stopping. Um, I don't know whether you're going to be working there and maybe commuting because I'm seeing a train going through places like Dulwich Hill, Summer Hill, uh, it doesn't get to Parramatta, though, so right. I are going to be working. Checking in, Steph.
1: Any of those multiple suburbs <laughs> ring a bell for you well, in well, any way?
0: <laughs> n- well, look, I mean, I work in the hills. Does
1: that
2: help? You said lots yep. of hills. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's, wh- well, western, northwest, the northwest
1: hill area district. Yeah. <laughs> Correct me um, if I'm wrong. Is that past Parramatta? That's like,
0: like nowhere near, but that's okay. That's alright.
2: Okay. No, no, no. But that's that's what you're doing now. Maybe okay. she's not
1: going past Parramatta the I other know. direction. What
2: What do you do? What do you do for for a job, Steph? Uh,
0: I'm a primary school teacher. I work with um, special needs kids.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. Well, now I'm feeling like then maybe you're going to be working in a different school. I don't know uh, why, but that school will be in the Auburn area. Um, Strathfield maybe Lidcombe? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really getting this I'm really Are you reading out of it. the
1: dream dictionary or the bloody Sidways, mate? Oh, that's a going good point. On?
2: that's a good point. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to my dream dictionary. I'm going to open it up. Okay, caterpillar. That's what it's that's what it's landed on. It's caterpillar. Whoa. You said that you're 30 years old, you're turning 30 yeah. this year and and yeah. I think The word above caterpillar, it says butterfly in this book. I'm going to prove that right here. It says caterpillar up to butterfly. Butterfly, see butterfly. And I think very much that you will emerge as a as a different person in this in this year that you turn 30. Uh, wow. I'm getting drawn to Western Sydney, Lidcombe. I'm seeing Centrepoint Tower. I don't know whether you're living That's in, in Rushcutters Bay. Yeah, I I don't know whether you're living in Rushcutters Bay and commuting to the west, but I feel like you maybe you're meeting someone. You're meeting someone and they live in the eastern suburbs and you're going to have to commute and you're not going to like it. Steph, you're not going to like it.
1: Steph, have wow. you read the Hungry Hungry Caterpillar to your children recently?
0: This is I'm not just I'm not shitting you. That book was literally sitting on my desk this <gasps> afternoon. I am doing a better no, reading no, than Matt O'Kane. Yes, yes.
1: yes. What am I? What no. am I? okay. Look,
2: Alex is just—he's taken the—he's taken the—the—the the piss here, Steph. All right. He's trying to mock other mediums like myself. So don't listen to him. Okay. Um, but mm. are you not with someone at the moment? Are you, Steph?
0: Yeah, I am. Yep, yep. I'm in a long-term relationship. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: yes. It was well, that on good um, sides <laughs> but we do live on the north side
0: at the moment, but we do okay. have 70 kind of city views. I don't want to give you too much. All right.
2: Okay. So you got some city as few city views. Maybe that's what I'm getting. I'm getting a, a, a city views. Okay. Look, <laughs> I think I think you're getting a new job in West Sydney, <laughs> um, and and you're going to be working around the Auburn Lidcombe area. There we go. That's okay. within the next year. All right. Well. I'll start
1: property. Steph, uh, have a look into it. Uh, best of luck with your relationship. Matt O'Kine gave a big teeth grit on that one, so <laughs> I, I was reading his face and it's not my, looking good for that, but um, my, let's my, check my, in with you at the end of the year and see if every suburb in Sydney uh, <laughs> matches up to your life.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Steph.
1: All the best. <laughs> Thank you. How do you reckon that went, Matt? Uh, look, I, I can't lie.
2: Um Steph, I believe I, I predicted Steph would be breaking up with a long time partner and finding someone else in the eastern suburbs. And, and I just, that was a tough one.
1: It was brutal. Well, the good news is you're ready to enjoy a weekend now. Thank you for listening to All Day Breakfast. You will have to tune in not only to Monday's show, because I'm sure that'll be a rip up, but also to our last show of the year. We're going to get both of our uh, uh, readies instead of readers back, and we'll find out whether indeed. There is massive relationship breakdowns or weatherboard houses kind of close to water but not directly seeing it but on the way because there's a hill there. Uh, I have been Alex Dyson. That has been Matt. Oh. John Edward O'Kine.
2: I am... I'm. Ner- Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Caterpillar turning into a butterfly, a whole new start this year. Also, it's people there- who
1: are looking for guidance as what's happening in the future could be the kind of people who are thinking about a change in their life and want to know.
2: You know what? No one likes a naysayer,
1: Alex Dyson. It's all day breakfast. See you on Monday. Bye.